I was going to end the stream here. I was going to end the stream, um, but I'm not going to. And I'm going to tell you why. I guess we have to do this now um, because this is, uh, I mean, I haven't actually prepared for this. Um, tell you what, guys, let me, let me just look at the galaxy mind and um, I'll, be, I'll be back in a second. All right, back in the game. So I wasn't going to talk about this today, but um, I feel uh, things are, you know, kind of ramping up. The the craziness is um, is kind of getting, uh, you know, to a fever pitch I've never seen before. Um, and I alluded to it at the start of the stream um, that this is just how crazy it's been getting um, just to exist on the internet and have, you know, a dissenting opinion to this cabal of games journalists that crop up and basically look to fuck me over every, every time they can. So, um, I use the word blackmail. Um, so let me tell you all about what's been going on, uh, the past month or two. Um, I got tipped off, um, by, um, some people in the games journalist space that I know that, uh, back in August, uh, there had been a group of games journalists that were wanting to dig up dirt on me to basically fuck me over in time for the esports awards, that they wanted to put out something that was as damaging as possible. Um, they had believed they'd found a very, um, incredible smoking gun. So, um, what they, what they found was an old blog from uh 2011 2010 uh and it, by the way if you don't believe um that i am being uh blackmailed um you'll see that they have threatened on multiple occasions to release this old wordpress file uh of mine this old word wordpress uh blog uh, just to, again, give you just a, you know, because I always keep the receipts. This is all I care about. So understand that, again, I'm being called out for harassment. I'm being literally uh, blackmailed. Um, so uh, what what could be so bad, right? So as some of you might know, in a past life, I was basically like a, a writer. I wrote for a number of websites that were not out, uh, not esports related. You know, it was stuff basically outside of the realm. One was Sabotage Times. Uh, currently, that website's down, or I'd show you some of the work uh, I would do uh, over there. Um, but basically, I wanted to be a novelist, right? And I wanted to write in the style of, you know, writers that I admired. It's probably a bit cringeworthy looking back on it. But um, I wanted to be like Bukowski. You know, I was heavily influenced um, by uh, a book called Women, uh, which is a great read. And Train Spotting was another thing. I really used to like Irvin Welsh quite a bit. Um, so uh, basically, um, what, I, what I did was I had a blog where I would put segments of this novel that I was writing out into the public domain to share with friends because, you know, I didn't have a public profile back then. I was a nobody. In August, um, people had trawled my Facebook and my Twitter and found links to this blog, and they started archiving all of the files um, as much as that was on there. Now, later, the blog kind of pivoted towards being reporting. The last thing that's on it um, are the Birmingham riots and coverage I did from that. 
But in there as well, there's extracts from a novel I was working on, which was called The Romantic. And I'm going to prove to you that this isn't like a cover story. I'm going to show you some emails from 2009, 2008, uh, where I started this novel. Um, here's, um, and, and I'm sure some of you know as well, uh, my good friend Gareth Wood, who's a published writer. We used to run something called the uh, BCP, the, the uh, Blue City Project, which was a Birmingham Writers Collective. Uh, and we would basically, you know, um, put stuff out. So you can see some of the titles here you'll notice from the uh, post. This is me writing to um, a, um, you know, a, a girlfriend of mine who worked in publishing. I uh, thought since you were asking about it while you're over, uh, you may not have, uh, you may have some free time in your hands and send you some stuff to read. It's just a jumble of chapters from novels, short stories, and poems. Beats reading Stephen King at least. Hope you're well. Life here is boring as ever. Just waiting on the next show and living in the vague hope. There's a way out of all of this shit. As Frank Herbert said, the sleeper must awaken or something. Just to also give you a little bit of further evidence um, as to um oh hang on I, I i can't even log into uh facebook i don't think right now on this pc but whatever anyway i i can dig up some photos of me where what we would do is we would do spoken word we would read chapters and novels we would do poetry readings poetry nights i had a residency in a jazz club in birmingham that's now closed down called the Yardbird. i used to perform there every week and they would just pay me in booze which was a good deal uh so anyway um that that's one uh example of how i'm, I'm gonna be able to prove that these things are novels fictional writing there's another one here and the bone of contention is this chapter by the way know your enemy female management okay i'm gonna tell you about the novel in a sec here's some stuff from back in the day most of it will be from mostly unfinished novels so if the context is missing in the words of simon Pegg, that's too bad edit just realized how much i can't actually send you because of the subject matter maybe once we get to the fifth date or something this was another girlfriend of mine who also happened to work in publishing i uh, wanted to see my writing uh okay i bit the bullet and enclosed a piece about social networking for bastards you'll see that in a, in a moment it's the worst thing i could possibly show someone i want to get along with but well not the worst but not far off so there's more proof that these are parts of a novel which of course is fiction uh we also uh hang on let me find uh there was another one here uh, another email and again I'll, I'll happily forward these emails on to media outlets when they try and uh, blackmail me sample from the romantic social networking for bastards this was sent to a publisher uh, that was interested in publishing the book and then declined um we've got uh this here uh, uh you can see social networking for bastards another day at the office uh, we'll call you tonight merry degeneration xmas you fat little bitch this is to my good little uh, writer friend gareth wood the published writer that we've pimped out many times on the, on the show this is him reading over the same articles that were put on the blog in 2011 and then uh we have this we have um this as well more proof that it's a novel social networking for bastards the chapter apologies in advance sent to another publisher so what are they blackmailing me with um well let's take a look at it shall we because i i always believe that when people are blackmailing you and um doing it so brazenly um you have to neutralize the power uh you can't let people blackmail you for things, especially things that you do not have to be ashamed of. Um, and 
the the, the reality is that these people uh, were going to publish this anyway, but they've been ho trying to hold it over my head to fucking silence me. So I'm not interested uh, in that bullshit. Um, I'm going to just show you. <laughs> and and people can make of this what they will they can fucking read the fiction because that's what they want to do they want to take the fiction and they want to misrepresent it as something i really think and a belief i really hold so let's um let's get into what the novel was there was a novel called the romantic ironically you saw it there in the emails the romantic was about a chauvinistic bitter drunk who worked in a call center and was miserable, and the only way that he could feel um, sort of a connection um, to real life anymore was basically by seducing women, but doing it with really horrible, cynical means. And it was an ironic title, because obviously there's nothing romantic about that. So looking back, it's probably, again, probably pretty cringe. Um, but how, uh, but it was also heavily based on, I worked in a lot of call centers. If you go watch the interview with, um, Count Dankula, one of the things we talked about a lot was like times in call centers and how shit they were. So I was like basically trying to combine two things, like trying to write a modern Bukowski's women, but also trying to combine this, um, you know, uh, the, the, it, combine it with my time in call centers. So the main character was a guy called Graham Godwin. Well, one of the main characters. And Graham Godwin, that was an amalgamation of two managers that had my times at call centers that were like chauvinistic people. And um, basically how he gets by his time in the call center is he makes, he imagines himself as David Attenborough. So he does things like, and here we have the female manager wearing the shoulder pads and coming into the, uh, oh look, she's about to couple with the weak alcoholic failed middle tier manager and that was how he got through the working days right um so it, it was it was basically the idea that you have to reduce people around you to kind of like you know this animal state is to kind of cope so i published some of this on my blog and if you go to the Wayback machine uh you can see when they uh basically started to put together their, their little blackmail scheme and it was like I say in August, because suddenly the blog had been um, the blog had been defunct and dead for such a long time. Um, hang on, can I actually show you this? Oh, can I, do I have to put this in here? No, hang on, that's actually just the blog itself. Um, wait there, can I not get? Can I not just do this link directly? Will it, will that not work? Let's try that. No, it's not gonna let me do it. All right, not to worry. I'll um I'll just send you a screenshot of this part. Not that not really that important. Um, so this is the Wayback Machine. Um, There it is. So you can see here, this is in 2019. That's August 2019. And look at the sudden flurry of activity of people saving it. They saved it four times, the blog, and they actually didn't even do it correctly. They have to rely on the 2011 links to get anything incriminating. But they thought this blog would be like the headshot, and it would end me, and it would prove all of the negative things they say about me.
because it's got this chapter again about female managers in the workplace so let me see if i can just bring this up for you i'm just going to read it for you and you can tell me how bad this is and if you believe this is a genuine thing that people believe um and uh something i should be like you know it's so crazy to me that people have actually got to the stage of blackmailing me but there we are um Let me just uh, see if I can bring this up. Will, will this thing work? Okay, this is another offending one from 2011. I, uh, it's a it's a piece called Tragedy Equals Personality. Because basically the guy, because he was miserable in his job, he would sit and he would be like just fucking, you know, complaining about all of these like shadowy forces. So here's, here's the link. This is the article they think's going to kill me, kill my career. This is the one they've been blackmailing me with. Uh, know your enemy, female management. Uh, no matter how liberal a person you profess to be, you will only arrive at one conclusion. If you have to spend any length of time under a female manager, that it is ultimately that they should not exist. You will arrive at this conclusion regardless of your own gender, as they prey on males and females alike, no matter what external form they take, at the core of their being beats the same black heart and transparent motives. Battle-hardened from the many skirmishes that resulted in the bodies they had to step on to get that shot, they try desperately to project a confident aura of, I deserve this, and will happily espouse the myth that the system is a meritocracy. However, the reality is that secretly they fear that there's, they are just evidence of a numbers game and continually have moments of weakness behind closed doors as they genuinely believe that they are out of their depth. Now, of course, what I've described there is what's commonly referred to as uh, imposter syndrome or whatever it's called. Uh, it was a deliberate thing to, to, to work into the piece. They are all utterly incapable of treating anyone with a certain level of testosterone or a certain percentage of spine content, 10% at least, like British sausages, in a fair or arbitrary manner. Instead, they prefer to plot their downfall via the kind of machinations that would shame the average Bond villain. Yet to apply the label man-hater is too crude. Any female, younger, more attractive, or better qualified is also a favorite target. Despite the secret struggle for success and the desire to smash the glass ceiling, there can be no room for sisterly solidarity. Today's peer is tomorrow's threat, especially if the whims to give in to that TikTok biological clock take hold. Maternity leave is a long time in office politics. I hope you can all see how this is obviously fiction with the hyperbolic language and the, the ridiculousness. All are cereal drinkers. Oh, no, wait. Sorry, this, this bit. Their relationships outside of work will always be disastrous train wrecks. <laughs> Ranging from the Miss Havisham jilted at the altar to the wife of Bath, cereal adulteress. They do not believe in love or traditional coupling, but instead see such interaction as exercise of control. They do not love. They simply negotiate for love moments within a carefully planned schedule. All are cereal drinkers, the same hardened stomach for gin as a member of the Rat Pack. They will often be the first on the tables on a night out, reveling in their status as being free to act outrageously. But any mentioning of this behavior when work comes around will result in devastating consequences. Many a bright and promising career has been ended prematurely because of casual office talk about what takes place outside of the Formica habitat. Again, you can see the proof that this is a nature documentary by the use of the language. It's a nature documentary in Graham Godwin's mind. It's not my mind. Uh, loose lips sink ships. Repeat this mantra. 
Clothing will always be smart regardless of the situation. Press business suits, shoulder pads designed to intimidate. I often refer to the female managers as quarterbacks based on the similar aesthetics and their penchant for barking out orders from a playbook no one has read. Smart is necessary because the style disguises the lack of substance. Even the aging call center and office veterans, orange skin disguising the crags, scrub up well enough that a silver fox would consider them sexually viable and therefore employable. That line is actually a tacit commendation of chauvinistic hiring practices, but whatever. They must keep such potential disruptive career influences in the shade in case they are discovered and bumped back to the shop floor. A fate worse than death. It is always the female management that causes friction in business meetings because they know that the simple act of detracting from other people's points always disguises the fact they have none to make of their own. Anything that is needed to justify their role, can, uh, they can find out from the others, usually using an underling to do the work, wrapping it up as the classic development opportunity, a surefire guarantee that you are doing someone else's job for them without any of the recognition or the improved salary. Despite such a cruel demeanor, they do have allies and creatures that they can, <laughs> they can enjoy an almost symbiotic relationship with. There are only two that are known to nature experts, and they are the non-threatening, washed-up male, and the unattractive female drunk. The former will be the only type of male company that she will keep at work. This is because they are the only males that do not remind them of the one that broke their heart. They will never fuck fishes taken from the office pool, or if they do, that fish will be released back into the bigger ocean shortly after. The non-threatening, washed-up male will always be spoken to as if he is a child, and in many ways, she is right to do this, as he is a parody of manhood. <laughs> the female friends will typically be of a similar age or older. Um, will be of equal standing or have nothing to do with the job whatsoever. Exceptions to this do occur, and it is not unknown for female managers to enjoy close relations with cleaners. It is presumed that this is because little separates them apart from their titles. Whenever one is near, it is easy for all males to tell, because penises will shrivel back... <laughs> Fucking hell. Penises will shrivel back up themselves, as if suddenly exposed to extreme cold. This also happens when addressed by their shrill, piercing voices. It is a common fact that when talking, they will usually speak about themselves in school terminology, often likening themselves to a headmistress, which for a kinky few is the only thing that can conjure up any notion of latent sexuality regarding these creatures. Yet any man wishing to act upon these impulses had best beware. Like they were akin to the mythical Gorgon, to look upon one with these kind of eyes and desire is to be truly and utterly doomed. So, This very clearly fictional article, which I still think, it's a little bit cringe. It probably predates the incel movement by a bit of time. Um, this article uh, in particular is the one that they think is the, uh, the headshot. Um, and they think this because they believe that these extracts from my novel, The Romantic, are real things that happened. I mean, I have to explain to you how absurd this would be. There is a monologue, also by Graham Godwin, about how he's sick of porn, right? This used to be one of my stand-up bits 
I used to read this in its entirety. Um, something called Kill Your Employer, also from The Romantic. Um, then this is where I think the confusion comes in. Because I did do some TV reviews when I first started the blog. Uh, complaining about things like the Metro, commuting, the 10 o'clock show. But when I ran out of material, because this blog started in 2011, I started posting my work from 2008, 2009, because I was sharing this blog with friends. Um, so the other one that they think is going to get me, social networking for bastards is outrageous. Um, it's about, you know, um, how back in the day on Facebook, if somebody broke up with their partner, you could like, it would say, you know, oh, I'm trying to think of a name of a woman I don't know. Uh, uh, how would he, give, give me, oh, Hannah. There you go. I don't think I know any Hannahs. Hannah has broke up with John and, um, you know, you, you would have a little sad, a little broken heart, like separated. And so I, I theorized, you know, when I was writing this novel, which I actually... Guys, just to show you how real this is. This is the handwritten manuscript, which I still have to this day. This, this is the handwritten manuscript of the novel. Uh, and again, I can, I can, I suppose if you want to blackmail me, I, I can give you all of these chapters. I mean... There's, oh, there's also a sitcom I worked on in here called Random Grammar, which we were trying to pitch to the BBC. Uh, I mean, there's some good stuff in here, probably. But anyway, uh, you know, I've been carrying the manuscript with me for over 10 years. I always wanted to get back to the novel. Uh, but anyway, so... What I did was I theorized, like, what would a guy like Graham Godwin, you know, in the office do if he could get out there and have, um, you know, have sex, if he could, like, be the first person that got there on Facebook when somebody broke up. So, again, this is, like, a pretty misogynistic uh, view of, of sexual coupling, you know, and there's just gross bits in it, like, do overtly soapy genitals destroy the magic? Do they kill the mood? Obviously, subconsciously, it su suggests that the area in question was recently dirty, and then again, at least they smell and taste clean, unless, of course, the person washing them was in a rush and managed to make that weird funk that is neither all the way clean nor all the way tainted. You tentatively apply your tongue only to get the sting of the human human genital battery with the artificial waxy taste of soap merely numbing it i think we've all been here at some point and all you can really do is decide are you the kind of person that applauds effort or is repulsed by imperfection i you know i i, I this is this is like i can't even believe people are blackmailing me over this fiction stuff it's so you know i wanted to be a writer i ended up in esports But anyway, here's the other one that they think is going to uh, ruin me. Uh, where was it now? Um, was it this one? I think it probably is. Not that one, was it? Yeah, maybe it was this one. And there's some dark uh, language in here. Um, I'll, I'll definitely tell you that much. Um, so again, this was another monologue from the, wor from the world of Graham Godwin. Um...
Uh, tragedy equals personality. <laughs> it's pretty short and it's pretty it's pretty dark. So again, give you all a trigger warning. There's some very dark imagery in in here. It talks about terminal illness and miscarriage, um, which I think is why they also think this is a headshot for me. Again, fiction, none of it true. Are you a bit run of the mill, dull, ordinary? Because uh, that was another thing as well. Because Graham Godwin's kind of life was like all television. It was like why he. Um, it's why he did things in a David Attenborough style. It's like when he did his monologues, they were like short, snappy commercials. I was trying to like emulate and replicate that language. Are you a bit of run? Are you a bit run of the mill, dull, ordinary? Want to be as interesting as your favorite celebrities, but have no discernible talent, charm, or charisma? Then fear not. All you need to do is invent some sort of personal tragedy and talk about it incessantly. Marvel as friends and family suddenly hold you up as an inspiration to others. Gasp as people offer you sympathy and warmth despite hardly knowing you at all. Be stunned as you can hold a person's interest for hours and hours as you go over the same old tired shit again and again. Yes, we live in an age where the shortcut to having a personality seems to be either inventing a false tragedy or harping on about a very real one, the sort of which most people would get over in approximately the same time as a bad cold. People seem to think this makes them interesting, edgy, different, dynamic. A range of adjectives that can vary wildly depending on exactly what tragedy it is they are defining themselves with. I know this fact all too well firsthand, despite being honest-to-goodness working-class scum. I actually have a cleaner. She comes around once a fortnight or so, and again, this ties in with it cleaner motif from the the other thing the the one of the one of the the only sane person in the uh office was the cleaner who just sort of observed all of this like very passively so there's like this re re recurring cleaner motif in all of the monologues cleaners were basically like my kind of window into like just common sanity you know um uh, despite being honest to goodness working class scum, I actually have a cleaner. She comes around once a fortnight or so and she will spend the few hours she's doing her job constantly moaning about her lot. Not exactly what I want to hear, but in the same way I'll nod and smile at beggars as they try and ply me for uh, a 50p towards a cup of coffee with some elaborate and crazy story. Are they really going to a job interview dressed like that? I'll let her have a good old moan about how dreadful a state the floor is in while I roll my eyes and tut as if I'm not responsible. The thing that makes me want to throttle her, you can see I had a thing for that back in the day, uh, well, it's the way that every time she arrives, she brings with her a new tragedy to discuss. Either one of her own, as in recent developments, that of a friend. Um, this means she encounters something dreadful on at least a fortnightly basis, which probably renders her the most unfortunate person in the world. Or at least it would if everyone wasn't doing exactly the same fucking thing. I spent yesterday clenching my fist so hard that the nails dug through my palms after foolishly asking how she was doing. It started well. I'm doing alright, she began before taking me down some medieval cul-de-sac, but my friend isn't doing so good. Her friend certainly isn't. Crippled by a debilitating illness, she is confined to a wheelchair, and then she had a stroke of bad luck to also end up with cancer. After being fired, she had to take a lower-paid job before being knocked up by some cruel sexual deviant who showed little interest in her once she fell pregnant and spent his time drinking and cheating on her with midgets. Then it... <laughs> Why do people think this is real? Then it turned out she was carrying twins, one of which was pretty much immediately miscarried, and the other was born chronically premature, weighing just half a pound. It's the most horrific thing I've ever seen since the ending of the post-apocalyptic BBC drama, Threads. It died in her arms, she added while she swept the floor, which seemed to be something of an embellishment. Surely if it was that premature, it would have died in her palm. Yikes. Of course, this sounds callous and makes me seem like a disgusting human being, but let's say what we already know. 
None of this is real. None of it actually happened. It is the deranged fantasy of someone who life, whose life is so fucking humdrum, the only way to escape it is by trying to elicit misplaced sympathy from strangers. Even if this story were all true, what are the odds that any of the others are? I mean, I'm as acutely aware of how appalling modern life is as anyone else, but this is just outlandish. Like Dancer in the Dark in reverse, these people would rather retreat to a world of misery than one of show tunes. My cleaner isn't alone. I became aware of this phenomenon while I was at university. There, it was only a matter of time before the middle-class Duluds would unleash a tearful drunken confession about their awful past. At first, I thought I'd stumbled across something that was enlightening. Turns out the grass isn't greener, I mused. I listened to the problems of my new friends. Then, the number of people telling the story became statistically improbable. I say that. Maybe I'm being naive. Maybe every girl who attends university has accidentally- Every guy has accidentally killed someone. Maybe every girl has been molested by a family member. Maybe I'm the only person in the whole world that this hasn't happened to, and I should be counting my blessings. Although not because this lack of experience makes me the most boring person in the world. So much so, I'm thinking about publicly rebuking my uncle in the next family gathering for not touching me as a kid and starting a fight with a starving hobo on the way home. I blame reality TV. I blame TV for everything. It has brought more misery to the world than religion and the global monetary system combined, as far as I can see. Every single mediocre dullard that appears on these shows generally has a stob story that they use to avoid being voted off or to earn support from celebrity judges or to earn more money in a carefully planned publicity campaign. It's become the norm and the sheep want to follow tragedy is now something to aspire to don't have one then you're missing out better get one quick along with a touchscreen superphone with built-in bassoon and 3d capability a convertible and dazzling white teeth yes it's a sad time when people feel insecure about having a normal life free from the awful realities many would do anything to avoid it's just so western isn't it like eating disorders you never hear about in countries where the majority of the population is starving anyway i'd like to continue but i have to dash and i added this for the blog this isn't in the novel obviously i'd like to continue but i have to dash my dog mother and twin have just been burned alive in a freak grease fire the rest of this blog is dedicated to their memory so those two posts are gonna kill me apparently it's the richard lewis's cancelled um show so i'm gonna post the links up to these uh and hopefully people understand I'm not going to be blackmailed by journalists for fiction I wrote nine years ago. Um, it's not going to work. Uh, I, I, it's never, it's never going to be me. You want to try and cancel me based on these things? Have at it. At the end of the day, they are so fucking outlandish as to clearly be fiction. I've got emails from the time proving they are fiction. I can put you in touch with fellow writers, publishers that reviewed and assessed this fiction. I have the original manuscript over there. I can release original unedited copies of the work. I can release the novel as it is to this day, which is, you know... A good 10,000, maybe 20,000 words, so you can even see the reason it was abandoned, because it was a conceptual nightmare. But in the same way that Beto O'Rourke, when he was a fucking teenager, wrote uh, like some fantasy about killing, murdering people, and nobody would ever believe for a second that it's something he really wants to do. Like, Jesus, are we, do we really believe that this is me, my voice, my beliefs? Does it sound like me? Does it look like me? Is there any evidence that I, you know, would behave this way? I, I think it's ridiculous. And I just want to say how pathetic it is that you guys got this in August and were deliberately waiting, deliberately sitting on it to release just before the eSports Awards.
There's just it's just not gonna fucking play out. It's not gonna play out the way you thought it will. I'll send you even more shit I wrote that's more heinous than that because it's fiction, because it's writing. Because you people, if you had your way, if they were still alive, you'd cancel Bukowski, you'd cancel Burroughs, you'd cancel Thompson, you'd cancel every great writer, all the writers I've aspired to be like in my life. And I'm not going to play that shit. So take it, you've got it, there's my WordPress, everyone can have it, too many days like these.wordpress.com, go there, go read it, go read the reporting that I did on the Birmingham riots alongside it, go read the work where I talked about the appalling um, massacre in Norway and said that we have got to um, start shutting out right-wing fascists, you know, the woke stuff that I write, take all of that and, and, and make your little article about it. And just know that your blackmail ploy failed. It, and it's failed miserably. And I guess, do we need to have a talk about why industry journalists are blackmailing other industry journalists to try and cancel them before they are nominated and attend an award ceremony? Maybe we do need to talk about that. Maybe we need to write about what you were doing. Maybe we need to have a deep dive in, into that type of behavior. I think, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I think the things that I've wrote there with a few yikes lines um, and... Um, a, a, a mindset into a misogynistic character that's purposefully done for that and you can see from the emails i showed at the time were sent to females that i was dating so i mean go figure that out right like i, I, I they were sent to women i was in a relationship with that's how like unabashedly unashamed i was of it if it was really what i fucking believed why would i be sending it to my girlfriends like hey everyone yeah just want to uh, you know just want to tell uh, you know i've got this lovely relationship here really Really love it a bit she's gonna dump me though because i sent her what reads like an incel diatribe 10 years before incels existed so just have at it guys have at it there's the blog critique the writing um, let me know if you like it. Uh, there's another thing, another Graham Godwin special here who writes these things. He's talking about reading women's magazines while having a shit. Um, you know, and I think it's pretty clear what's reporting because it did pivot towards that when I was becoming a bit more regular. I thought I was going to leave esports, so... You know, I started doing real reporting on real stuff, which is why I went out and covered the Birmingham riots. I'll bring up the blog now because we did delete some of the fiction blog posts because we understood that there it could be a little bit confusing. Um, let me uh, let me just find it. Uh, here it is. Uh, I mean, you know, this blog. Check it out uh, as well. Too many days like these. WordPress.com. Richard Lewis is a failed journalist, a drunk, and a bitter old man. That's me wearing a big issue outfit. <laughs> this is a link to all the other sites. Link to my old uh, Twitter. Um, does that does that actually open? Oh no, it's just my it's just my beautiful uh, beautiful lips. Um, that's a shame. I was hoping we could do that. Uh, right, hang on. Sorry. Delete that. Put this back in. Um, but you can see what's on the blog uh, for yourselves and decide whether it's worthy of uh, cancellation and a dramatic shitstorm. And again, remember why this is happening, people. It's happening because a group of deranged people don't want me to block uh, block people on the internet. Um, 
So hang on, why has it gone to the about page? Here you go. You can see here, this is when I went out and covered the uh, Birmingham riots. Uh, I did an article about how it affected the homeless disproportionately in the city. Uh, this is me in a Lonsdale hoodie and a scarf or a mask. Uh, so there you go. Now you've got proof I was in Antifa, I guess, as well, if you want to run with that. Um, I went out there and... Uh, you know, I, I went out and blended in with the crowds that were doing a riot. So, you know, I'm Antifa too. You can you can do that. Here I am, uh, close to the police. These were the riots. I got video footage of it that was used on the news. I actually sold some of this footage. This is when they smashed up Tesco's because nothing says racial justice than destroying uh, Tesco's. Uh, lessons amid, amidst tragedy. Um, Johan Hari when he got caught doing plagiarism, uh, me saying the news of the world was shit and I'm glad it got fucking, um, cancelled. The time a guy wrestled a lion in a cage in Egypt and said he was the world's strongest man and he wrestled some pathetic starved lion, go look that up. A tribute to Ryan Dunn when he died from jackass, complaining about the big issue and how it doesn't do enough in the UK, how celebrities will fucking do anything for attention. And there you have it. So, I mean, you know, you guys can go read this yourselves. You can decide if I'm evil. You can do whatever. But I'm not going to be blackmailed. I'm not going to be blackmailed. I'm just not going to be blackmailed. I'm not going to, you know, not criticize people that need to be criticized. Because, you know, you want to fucking... You, 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 you're going to put this blog post out anyway. Well, here it is. It, congrats. You got triggered by, by a fictional novel called The Romantic. Good job. So there you have it. Um, we we will now sit back and wait for the drama to unfold. Because why not have another, you know, why not have another three or four days of drama while people try and cancel me over clear fiction? Um, but whatever. At the end of the day, um, I think we now need to start having a look at these people and why that why we're in a position where you are openly tweeting blackmail threats to me I, it's so insane so i gotta go now anyway at because uh, i gotta get ready i'm interviewing dk uh for the rivalry cs channel time to talk about journalism uh of course but um listen guys if you read something in there and you disagree spread it if i i deserve to be accountable for things i put out on the internet if you think that I put something out there on the internet that I believe that is harmful, that is, uh, you know, dangerous, that proves that I'm evil, a liar, or shouldn't have a position of authority or can't be trusted, get it, take it, spread it far and wide. I, I don't think a few short stories do that. But, you know, we live in a time when Joy Reid can publish 9-11 conspiracies on a blog, pretend that it got hacked and she didn't do it. We live in a time when Joy Reid can say that she doesn't like gay people on a blog. Um, and these are legitimate, her thoughts, not short stories. You know, if, I, if I'm going to get cancelled for writing fiction, just have at it, guys. Do your thing. Do your worst. Um, I, I'll, I'll be here after. You know, you won't be the first people. Nice try on the blackmail, though. I do admire that you were so dumb, you couldn't even keep it quiet. You couldn't even keep it a secret. Your clandestine little blackmail attempt. Um, you know, so good job, I guess. You might want to plug a few leaks over in your over in your shop. 
Um, and yeah, I'm still going to block people on Twitter. So I guess blackmail attempt failed. Looking forward to seeing the any key rep pop up again. Looking forward to seeing all these journalists pop up. Because see, see, this short story proves he's a misogynist. He's saying women managers are gorgons and he believes it. You know, just do your worst, man. There's a there's another story on there, actually. Tales of the Wear Manager. I mean, you know, if you believe that there's like a type of lycanthropy going on in call center management, you know, maybe I'm onto something. Take it. Um, congrats. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, I hope you appreciated the stream. I hope we've had a wonderful delve into the insanity. Um, when the cancellation attempts come, make sure you've got my back. Uh, unless you think I deserve it. If you think I deserve it, do do your worst. Pile on with everybody else. Like I say, I'll still be here afterwards. Uh, will not be blackmailed. Will not be silenced. Will not be intimidated. Um, and as I said, also spread this video. Spread this VOD. Tell people about what's been happening. That, uh, you know, people, that there are journalists in the scene that have been trying to blackmail me with this. And um, we'll get that. We'll get the truth out there this time. We'll get ahead of it. Not getting played again. So, you know, if you know any people that, um, you know, might be interested in talking to me about it, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about your little pathetic blackmail attempt. Right. Love to you all, guys. Uh, thanks for having my back. Thanks for listening to the stream. Hope it's been entertaining. We'll be back tomorrow. I got time. We'll uh, we'll watch the cancellation process live, shall we? Ooh, Richard wanted to be a writer. Richard thought he could be good as Bukowski. Oh no, he's evil. I I, I can't wait. We'll we'll see how crazy this gets. Um, you're all you're all golden. Love to you all. Take care of yourselves. Stay off the internet. Only use it in moderation. I'll catch you all tomorrow. Much love. Peace.